for this series, which is entitled Lifestyle. And uh, so far we've had three. We've had an intro and, uh, and two other ones. And so this is our fourth one. And we're really excited. Um, if you haven't been here, I just I want to encourage you guys. We have a podcast, so um, you guys can listen and catch up on there. But they've just been really, really awesome. They've been really amazing. And personally, I've been growing a lot from hearing each, uh, each of the speakers and, and the topics that they've been talking about and, and living those things out and making those things a part of our lives. Um, how many of you guys know it's important? The lifestyle that we have is important. How many of you guys know that? Yeah. Amen. So today, it's my, it's my honor and privilege uh, to welcome our, our, our guest speakers. Um, we're going we're gonna to have a conversation with them. As, as you guys see, there's a table. So we're going we're gonna to chat it up with them. Uh, and we're going to be talking about worship, a lifestyle of worship. So I'm sure you guys can, can guess who it is. Uh, but I want to welcome over here Jesse and Valenza Kim. If you guys can give them a warm welcome. That's them right there. So... Um, Were you being a gentleman playing the C for you, right? I hope so. So we have a, a few questions, but before that, uh, we're going to have one of them pray and see where the Lord leads us. Amen? Okay. Let's close our eyes and let's thank God for this moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity, God. We are honored to be here today with you. Holy Spirit, just come and flood your goodness over us, God. Give us wisdom, Lord. Open up our hearts and our mind, God. Let this be a moment where we comprehend your goodness. We get to dive into who you are, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, Lord. We lift you up, and we are so grateful for you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Okay, let's give God glory. <laughs> So, um, can you guys all see us good? We're good? We're not too dark in here? Okay. So, um, we're really, really excited to have this conversation with you guys. I feel like, me personally, I've been, like, wanting to talk to you guys about this. As you guys know, I have a lot of questions uh, about this specific topic. And hopefully you guys have had similar questions as well because, you know, hopefully we get to answer them. If not, hunt them down afterwards and just stop them and say, hey, but what about this, though? You know, like, ask them. Ask them what you think or ask them what you're wondering. Um, but to start off, I wanted to ask you guys just, you know, some kind of like get to know you questions. So I wanted to ask uh, both of you guys how long you guys have been involved with worship. Together? Or uh, separately. Separately. Individually. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, hi guys. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Jesse. Uh, it's Akeem. Uh, those are my parents right there. Those are my dad and my mom taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm the worship uh, director here. Uh, I've been involved in worship, I want to say, uh, since I was like 12 years old. Uh, I've been playing guitar since, yeah, about that age. Um, I started off playing um, <coughs> in a, a classical guitar, and I started playing with a, a group. Well, it started because I was, in, I was practicing with a group that was a band for worship at the time. So I wasn't really involved in worship, but I knew that I fell in love with music really early in my age. And um, I think through the years of falling in love with music, I fell in love with God, God's movement through music. And, <clears throat> and so for me, that's, it goes back to like my young teenage years from picking up a guitar, from 
leaving it for a year and then from picking it back up again and just doing stuff like that throughout my whole childhood. Uh, but it was fun. It was, it was a good time. My turn. <laughs> well, for me, um, honestly, it started out with um, just falling in love with worship was a moment for me that began in where my brothers and sisters, they were all, um, they were all part of the worship group at church. And I was, like, I'm like the second oldest. It's my brother, then me, then my brother, then my sister. So it's boy, girl, boy, girl. <laughs> and so um, I didn't play any instruments. They all did. My brother was a saxophone player. My younger brother was a trumpet player. And then my younger sister was a flute player. So they all went to school. They all, it was, it was all brass <laughs> and wind instruments. Um, but I thought that I was falling in love with um, worship through the gift that was only bestowed upon my siblings. But it turns out that that's not how it ended up happening. Like, God really did have this for me as well. So, um, so yeah, it was just, it was through the love of um, seeing how they were developing in it, and I just kind of fell into that as well, and I was just in there, and I loved it. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. What is it, what is it about worship that causes you guys to just to, to I guess just become alive like why are you why do you feel like you're so passionate about worship uh, Jesse you want to answer that yeah um, <clears throat> well for me personally uh, I guess w the way it started like I said it started through just the falling in love with music and just playing random songs um, but I guess for me it was just just being reminded that God is always there and God is always with you uh, through our lives and no matter what I went through um, <clears throat> whether it was like depression or anything like that I knew that I could always pick up that guitar and worship God and it can go away whether it was just that moment because of where I was in life but I just is just knowing that he was always there and being and now at the age of 26 remembering those times as a kid where I felt alone and I could just pick up I had the ability to just pick up an instrument and be able to just forget about those moments, about how I was feeling at the time, and being able to just pick up that guitar and forget everything that was around me and just focus on him. And now at my age, I can go back to those moments and remember what God has done for me and what God has pulled me out of with worship through music. So I don't know, that for me was, was amazing to see like at where I'm at today. You know, I never thought I would be here uh, in this position, but <clears throat> it all started with a 12-year-old kid that wanted to play guitar, you know? Dylan, do you want to share? Um, it's pretty for me. It's pretty simple. I just feel like my passion is driven through, through the knowledge of knowing that there's an openness. Like God has made Himself open to us, and we can just go on full force. And that's when you understand um, the greatness of God. That He is just so good. He's so great, and you're just able to just live your life in worship and you just want to sing a song and you just want to communicate and talk to him and you just break out in song and I have a lot of those moments where I'm just talking and then I just start singing <laughs> but um but that kind of that just really it drives you it gives you more of that passion to um when you know that wow God I'm able to come to you and I'm just able to worship you at your feet and that's like like passion right there yeah wow that's awesome yeah, worship is just, you know, I guess one of the one of the ways that we can we can just let things go and like just go full out and, and, and 
express like all of that passion that we have for him you know it's yeah. it's an awesome way to express that to him so um i want i want to ask you guys this question because i'm really interested in knowing um what your favorite worship songs are <laughs> so like what's your favorite worship song let's do what's your favorite worship song right now like what's like your jam right now and uh what's like your like your song of like all time where like it comes on and you're like oh, that's my song and you just want to like break out um do you guys have some i'm sure you have a lot i do um okay so i'll start with the one i like right now i don't know if you guys know elevation worship um, elevation worship is elevation church is a really awesome church and they have a really cool movement and elevation worship has a song called here as in heaven and it's it's literally a song just uh you guys should hear it it's dope Sing it. no <laughs> and uh it's a song of how like the atmosphere changes in a room you know it, it starts one way and then it ends in a different way you know and at the end of the song they start saying like you know miracles can happen because the atmosphere has switched. you guys really have to hear that song if you haven't heard it uh, but Elevation Worship is good. And then the one, I think my all-time favorite song uh, would be Hillsong uh, from the Inside Out. Uh, I know it's like a, like a cliche, <laughs> but really it's a cliche because it's touched so many people. You know what I mean? At, especially at the age that I heard that song. I think I was like 14 when I heard that song. And just like, man, like just thinking about what those lyrics mean uh, from that age. You know what I mean? And so it's not really like a, like a favorite right now. But it's just one song that I can remember all the time. You know what? I don't remember what that song sounds like. Yeah, you do. It's a. I, I can't remember it right now. Can you guys remember what that song sounds like? I don't remember. Can you like? Can I you think remind could, us? I think they could play it in the speakers. No, in remind the back. us. What does that sound so? What does it sound like? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What does it say? Like, can you sing that? I just I don't remember the melody right now. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all things. And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out of my soul cries out. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, and I remember. Villain, <laughs> uh, what about you? Thank God I don't have a favorite. <laughs> I really, I don't have a favorite. I just, I consider them all so good and... I, I can't pick one, like I don't have a favorite, but what I am listening to right now, and I, like, I've like i been listening to it since the moment it came out, was the Hillsong album that was live in Israel. And I love their song, Here Now, and it talks about God's grace and how we may not fully comprehend it, but it's his grace that is here and that we're able to, to again, just come before him and we're just able to worship him, and it's such a beautiful song. I love that song, but I don't have a favorite, thank God. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to ask you to sing that one, but I'll, I'll leave you alone. No. I'll leave you alone. So um, let's get right into it. Um, I think it's important for all of us here, because um, when we think of worship, we think of one thing or maybe two. But uh, I want to ask you guys, what is worship? And who you, whichever one of you can answer, what is worship, and why is it important? So let's, let's start with what is worship. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> worship, I think worship is many things. I think it's, uh, obviously it's a reverence and it's, uh, and it's taking, like, saying, God, I am here for you. You know, God, I am here to honor you. I will bow on my knees. I will lay down, whatever, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and, um, but I also think God uses it as a vessel uh, to communicate with us. I mean, yeah, it might be us saying, like, God, you're glorious, God, you're mighty, but what does that do to our spirit? Like, what does that do to our soul? 
you know, it really awakens us personally. Um, and I believe it's because, <clears throat> because God really just formed us. You know, God really just formed us and breathed into us. So we know what he sounds like, and our spirit knows what he sounds like. So for us, it's like, so for us, it's not just, uh, it's not like an angel. You know, an angel is built to worship God, like, strictly. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and for us, it's, it's different. It's a different, it's a different thing down here. It's like, uh, I heard Bill Johnson say that our worship gives a different aroma to God's nose. You know, it's a different, it's a different sense that he gets from us. Uh, but it's, it's important, too, because it's like reaching out from our humanity into our spiritual, into our spiritual, spiritualness, you know, it's from reaching out from, from what is around you, uh, from reaching out from your, from your situation out of here on earth, and just focusing on the heavenly, and that's what God wants, to always be there, to always be in that moment. Can I, I, I've heard, um, some pastors say, um, that, I guess, being, being in, in, in corporate, like, in, in a corporate church setting, um, what's most important is, like, getting down to, like, the word and, like, hearing, like, specifically the word of God. Yeah. And, and in, in that, and when they say that, it gives, a, it gives off the sense of, of, of worship not being as important as perhaps hearing the word of God. Mm -hmm. But can you tell us why worship is important? I feel like there's many different types of people, you know. There's many different types of people in the world. And, you know, Leslie's different than Pancho, and Andrew's different than John and their brothers. You know, they're totally different. And people are impacted by God differently. Uh, people are impacted whether it's through a word or whether it's through a song or whether it's through God specifically speaking to them personally. But I think, the, I think what is important is that we try to capture all those avenues that God tries to use to speak to us, uh, whether it's through dance or through drama or through whatever it is, you know what I mean? But God speaks to people differently. We're not all the same in this building, you know, and uh, as spiritually. So he, he uses different things to speak to us, and I think all of them are important, not just one or two of them. Yeah. Do you want to add anything, Belen? Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the things that we kind of tend, I guess, to forget from living our mundane lives is understanding fully the nature of God. And that is the, the meaning of worship is when we come in adoration and reverence before God. So when we do that, we're asking, like, who are we coming up to? We're coming before God. And who we have to understand his nature. We have to understand who God is. We have to understand all of his attributes. And I know from our minds, limited minds here, we're not going to fully comprehend how great he is, but from what is given to us, that there's a revelation, and when we, when that is open to us, we 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 start to see more of His nature, and that's when we come and we say we want to worship You because we want to understand more of who You are, God. And I, I bow myself before You. I'm in, in reverence before You. I'm showing You my adoration, and it's a sacrifice that we give to Him. Amen. Praise God for that. Um, all right. So I grew up in church, and. When you grow up in church, you get like these different ideas of what worship is. And one of the things was you can't just come before God like all willy-nilly. Like you, you got to do some stuff before coming to God. Like you have to start at the outer courts and then the holy place and the holy of holies. So my question for you guys is, are there levels to worship? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Elaborate. I know. Uh, it's just... 
I, I personally don't think so. I know there's people out there that do believe that there is. Uh, but for me, I believe that Holy Spirit is Holy Spirit. You know, I heard J Jen Johnson say um, <clears throat> that kids don't receive a smaller Holy Spirit or a baby Holy Spirit than adults do, you know? So it's the same Holy Spirit that moves. And when Jesus Christ, all, the, all that stuff was gone. The veil was torn, right? Was the veil not torn? You guys know that, right? Yeah. So there is nothing hiding his presence from us. There's nothing hindering from us. The only thing that I would say that would make it feel superficial is yourself. Because you yourself might not be in the place of connecting. You yourself might not be in the place of, of being close to him at that specific time. So it might feel superficial. And you know what? I think we're all a little guilty of that sometimes. I know that I've said the words like, oh, like worship was like crazy today, right? Or like it was like on another level kind of a stuff. And it's not like that. It's because of where we are, not where God is. God is God. He is infinite. You can't contain him. But it's us that put the containment on ourselves. <laughs> I don't want to add anything to that. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm kind of lost here. Okay. So um, we just sang a song, uh, the Our Father song, and it says, you know, let heaven come. And, you know, that's, that's something that I, I feel like here, like I guess in our physical realm world, like we want to experience God almost as, as not almost, but we want to experience God just like God is in heaven. And so I want to ask you, is, is worship different here than from heaven? I remember um, specifically thinking about the word heaven. And the one thing that came to my mind was when the angels were worshiping God in heaven. And how, how they would cry out and say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And there's two times that that happens, when Isaiah sees the vision in Isaiah 6, I believe, and then when John sees, sees that same vision in um, Revelation. So they're seeing, they see these angels, and they're, they're singing, to, they're worshiping God. And in one of the visions that Isaiah has, he sees that the angels have six wings, and four of those wings are covering their head to their toes. So the wings cover them because they just... They can't contain, they can't completely be covered and just contain the holiness of God. God's holiness is just so immense and it's so intense that they cover themselves and they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And them saying the word holy, holy is infinite truth because they're saying it, they're not saying holy is the Lord. They're saying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty and that's that's showing infinite truth. It's them showing intense worship. That's just, they just want to dive in and just seeing how holy he is. And they can't even, they can't even, they have to cover themselves and they're still saying that. And so when I think about that, and I think about how that applies here on earth and how we're not in front of God like the angels are, but we do have that access of being able to, that Jesus Christ gave that sacrifice of us being able to be before God and just say, holy, 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 is just like the angels, we say, holy, holy, holy. And one of the things that, um, that I was reading is that Isaiah felt his sinful nature when he was before God. 
But when John was, he saw that vision, John didn't feel that way because Christ was beside him and he said, do not fear. So that is like, that is how we feel now after Christ. We're able to come before him and we have that full access that heaven has. You know, and, and just to give you just to give you a bigger picture, when we were talking about this, um, <clears throat> I was just thinking about like these four living creatures that are like constantly saying it, constantly saying it, and I'm like, man, like, what is like, why? Why are they constantly saying that? Why can't they just think of something else to say? You know what I mean? <laughs> but it, if you think about God's greatness and God's massiveness, like these, they're experiencing and connecting with Him differently every time they say it you know what i mean it's just a new thing after a new thing after a new thing because he's so massive he's so awesome and big and good and every time i think there's a one of the creatures has like many faces right mm -hmm. and then another one covered in eyes why because they're just experiencing him differently every time mm -hmm. every single time they're just experiencing god differently and look and looking at him and seeing something new and seeing something new and seeing something new every time and it's not a repetition thing it's because they're just so shocked by what he is and if we were to just have some of that in ourselves when we come into this room can you imagine the stuff that we can do together in Amen. here you know what i mean because they're just so connected because he's right there you know what i mean and they're just falling in love every single time wow Wow. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm, we're up here, and I'm almost in tears because his presence, I can feel him, like, right behind us. And uh, I don't know if, if you were just to maybe open your heart a little bit. Um, I, when we were worshiping today, and we were saying, let heaven come, and the Lord asked me, are you sure? And I said, uh, why? He said, because you're going to be a weirdo if you let heaven come. <laughs> you're going to be the weirdo church. And some people are not comfortable with that. And I said, Lord, I'll be the weirdo church. It doesn't matter. If I want to see your people set free, healed, and we'll be that place, let's be that place. And that's what I'm feeling again up here. Amen. So. Okay, uh, let's, we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit. <laughs> um, how many of you guys know the Happy Birthday song? How many of you guys know that song? No. All right. Um, when, we hear, when you hear that song, you know, when, when we start singing that song, we, we feel something, right? Like we feel like, like something when we hear it. Can we all just hear, sing it right now? Happy yeah? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to it's really Amanis' birthday too though. Happy birthday, Belinda. dear Melinda Amanis. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Yay, Belinda! <laughs> All right, so I just I, I want some audience participation, just anybody. What did you guys think of or how did you guys feel when we sang that song right now? Anyone? Meryl, happy. Johnny, how did you feel? Happy? <laughs> I, heard, I heard cake. Felt <laughs> like we're going to have some cake after we finish singing this song. <laughs> Celebration. All right, cool. 
when we hear songs, I believe music has like this power to affect our mood. You know, uh, I don't know how, how old you guys are, but like if you hear like an oldie, you know, you kind of feel like it takes you back somewhere to, I don't know, whatever an oldie looks like to you guys, but for me, it kind of takes me back to certain places. Sometimes you don't want to go there, but it takes you back. And I feel like like music sometimes has this, this power to, to affect our mood. And so I want to ask you guys this question. Um, do you guys think that listening to secular music, do you think it affects us in, in a spiritual way? Uh, yeah, I do. <clears throat> um, I think that music is powerful. Um, a lot of people say that music is the language of the world uh, because everybody can connect with a song. Everybody can connect. Everybody remembers like, a, like their favorite song or a song that is awesome, right, or that you like. Uh, but I think music and worship are two separate different things. Um, music, I think, edifies your emotions and how you feel throughout your day, and worship edifies your spirit and your soul. Um, <clears throat> and they're two different things, because if you come in here, if, you co if you're coming to church, right, on a Sunday afternoon, and you've been listening to Pharrell's happy song all day, and you're joyful, and then you come into this church, but you're still not in the mood to worship, it just, it's not edifying your soul. You know what I mean? Music doesn't edify your soul. Uh, it edifies your emotions. If you want to listen to something angry, then you can listen to something angry, uh, which uh, I will testify that me and Mario used to. <laughs> uh, just to feel, just to feel your emotions. You know, why is there heartbreak songs? Yeah. Why is there, uh, why is there sad songs? You know what I mean? Why is there songs about, about how happy I am or how sad or how joyful? Because it's about your emotions. You know, it's about what you're gonna feel like throughout your day. And it does, I'm not even going to lie to you, it does give you some temporary relief to how you're feeling. But it doesn't heal you. It doesn't heal what you are. It doesn't heal that you're still a sinner and you still have problems inside of you that need to be healed through God's movement. You know what I mean? It needs to be healed through God's worship or through God's word or through God's movement of his Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? So it's not really about... <clears throat> It's not really about uh, worship and music being the same. They're two different things. And I want you guys to remember that next time, you know? Yeah, next time, guys. <laughs> One thing that, um, that you mentioned um, was connection, and it kind of reminded me of Mario, that preaching that you had when you were talking about the doctor that was going, like, in the world, like, around um, countries, and she was, um, she was just finding out what people were searching for, and I guess that was connection. And... Um, and we, when we listen to music, we want to connect to something. We want to, there's a purpose as to why we want to turn on the radio. We, I just want to listen to a song and I want to feel good or I want to feel a certain way, like how my husband was saying. And um, one thing that we, um, we have to come to understanding is that the connection can only come through uh, real worship. And that's the worship of the heart. You could even come here and listen to a worship song but still feel nothing because there's no connection. There has to be a connection for you to be open up and God just, he's there. And he's con you're connecting with him and he with you. And you can, you, can apply, you can apply the whole listening to music and even worship songs in your house as, long, as much as you want. But as long as you don't open your heart, there's, no, there's not going to be any healing. But when you start to, even like in your sleep, and you start listening to a, a worship song that you were listening to throughout the day, and it just kind of covers you, and you just start sleeping with that, it soothes you, and then that's the Holy Spirit just healing you, and you're open to it, and you're connecting with him. So it's important, and it's very vital for us as 
as Christian believers and as people as as people who want to really connect with God and the Holy Spirit, it's important for us to listen and really dive into worship and just know that there's a connection that needs to be, that needs to be between my soul and God. Good. That's good. Um, I know that uh, worship, like you said, is so many different things. It's just not one thing. So uh, my question for you is how should we approach worship uh, at church versus at home? Um, I think uh, corporate worship, that's what it's called when we come together, and everybody's here, it's called corporate worship, if you didn't know that, uh, uh, but, and then there's individual worship, which is what happened today, actually. Um, I, God was really speaking to me about uh, a corporate setting and then an individual setting, um, and I feel like God really wanted to highlight a corporate setting today. Um, corporate so that's why I had everybody hold hands and we're going to sing the same thing uh, because it's important for us to come here uh, ready to love on people, uh, ready to see people, ready to say hi, be joyful, be kind to one another and to be here and really encourage that atmosphere of joy and encourage that atmosphere of, of friendship and of, and of community together because when we come together and we come in one accord and we come in one moment, we can actually do something humongous as a church because you, wherever there's two or three, right? Wherever there's two or three and we're here proclaiming the name of Jesus and saying he's good and he's big and he's awesome and he's, and he's amazing, we do something amazing and beautiful in this atmosphere, you know, and everything that's uh, not of God runs away, you know what I mean? And, <clears throat> and so we need to come here with that, with that heart, with that, with that kindness for one another to be ready to receive as a church. And we do receive individually, <clears throat> but I believe that when we're at home is when our individual time comes. Um, we, we take some time out of our week, and I know a lot of us are busy. We have kids, uh, we have work, we have school, whatever it is, uh, but we take some time out of our week to really just connect with him, to really connect with God and tell him exactly how you feel. Tell him exactly what's going on in your mind. You can tell God, I'm mad right now. That's okay. You know, you could tell him that you're sad. I'm angry. I'm depressed. I'm lonely. This is what's going on. It's just connection. It's connecting with God and telling him how you feel. But if you tell him how you feel at home, when you come here, we can be encouraging to one another and we can sing at one accord and we can worship at one in one voice and we can do that together if we all come with that same mentality of I'm ready to worship with my brothers and sisters. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did you want to add anything to that, Belinda? Um, one thing that um, that really stands out for me when it comes to corporate worship is that when we're at home, um, we tend to, uh, we have the driver's seat. We know where we're headed. We read the verses that we want to read. We sing the songs that we want to sing. We, we move and we, we do things that we want to do because we're, we're the ones who are doing our individual worship time. But when we're at church, we're giving the driver's seat to the person who's up here. And that's when we kind of know that the spirit is leading and it gives us a sense of, of we're surrendering, but at the same time, it's giving us that discipline of we're being led by the Holy Spirit uh, through someone who, who has already been gifted, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit coming together with everyone else. So it's not us individually anymore, it's everyone together. And everybody individually who comes thinking that way, like it's just gonna be my worship 
and I already have my own songs that I want to sing, even though they're singing some other song. It's not, we're not going to be in a collective. We're not going to be together. So when I think about that, I think of we're letting ourselves be uh, driven and we're being uh, taken in a path where the Holy Spirit is leading and the Holy Spirit is uniting and we're all coming as a collective and a unison. And that's what's beautiful about corporate worship. Praise God. And uh, I just want to add to that, that that's what heaven looks like. Like everyone worshiping the same God, saying the same stuff, holy, 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 and thinking the same thing. And that's awesome. So um, what is a lifestyle of worship then? Because um, we talked about what is a lifestyle. If we can narrow it down, what does that look like, sound like? It's, it's easy. We sometimes we think about um, when we've heard the, the phrase, um, your life is worship. Your, your life is a life of worship. You live your life as worship to God. So it's just, it, it seems that sometimes all you have to do is sing songs, but it's not like that. You don't have to sing songs to live a lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle really is just the connection that you have with God, and it's the, the communion that you have with him. It's your devotions. It's your meditation. It's everything that you do with him, and you're living, your, you're living a life of worship already with everything that you're doing. And if you separate yourself from him, there's, no, there's nothing that's connecting you anymore. So you're not really living that lifestyle because you're not growing spiritual. You're not feeding your, your, your spirit. And when you start to... Um, you start to dive into his word and you're just doing your own thing, your life and through the mundane, through whatever it is that you're doing, it's just, it's being fed. So when you come here, uh, sometimes we think, oh, I just need to go to church because I need to be fed. I mean, you could do that on your own, but at the same time, when you come here, because you're already preparing yourself and you've already, you've already been living that lifestyle of worship, it becomes greater in the sense of everyone's together. And also because you've already, you've already had that connection. You, you didn't break it. It's always been there. It's always been there. So you're calm and you're prepared and you're just fully living a lifestyle of worship. And you go home and you, again, like you're just reading his word, listening to his, his songs and just you want to really just dive into his presence and his spirit and you do your prayers and it's not routinely. It's just you can be at work. You can do whatever you, you're doing, uh, but you're just in a connection with the Holy Spirit throughout your life, throughout the hours of your day. Yeah, I think the key word is connection. Um, <clears throat> I think that when you have a lifestyle of worship, you're connecting with him constantly, and there's no doubt in your mind that this God doesn't exist. You get me? There's no doubt in your mind that he's actually doing something for your life. A lot of times we hear what he's done in other people's lives or what he's doing in other countries, but if we're not connecting to him, we're not actually going to see his hand in our lives. You're always going to hear about God and not know God. So our lifestyle needs to be about him. It doesn't. It, this isn't just a, a Sunday thing and a Friday thing. It has to be about him every single day. Every decision that you make, every moment that you live, Everything has to be about him. Everything has to move with him to know what he sounds like, to know what he looks like. If you want to give somebody a word and you see somebody there and you don't know what he wants to say to that person because we're not living that lifestyle, we don't know how to hear him. We know how to hear everything else. We know what Beyonce sounds like. You know what I know? We, we know what the president sounds like. We know what Trump sounds like. But we don't know what God sounds like because we're not connecting with him. We're connecting with media. We're connecting with every other avenue except for connecting with him. So how, if we want to grow in ourselves, 
And it's for the person that wants to grow. How many of you guys want to grow? Right? You guys want gifts. We want the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want the gifts that he's brought here. So if we want to grow for him, we need to connect with him. We can't just, we're going to always know about this God, and we're not going to know God. You get me? It's like, how can we believe in him if we don't live in him? You get me? Like, how can we believe in this God and not actually live, live with him? So that's what I think that is, is just living whatever he is, living whatever he tells us to do, living, whatever, living our lives and consulting with him. Yeah. One thing, uh, sorry, one thing that, um, that I know uh, for, from, from example is that you, you really start, you tend to, when you really start to worship God and live that lifestyle, you, you tend to start uh, knowing more and learning more about yourself and your behavior when the Holy Spirit is around. So you start to, you tend to start noticing your movements and you tend to start noticing your behavior, your mannerisms, what you're doing, how, when he's around and you start feeling him because you're already living a lifestyle. You're already, you've already been doing uh, what you've been doing, which is worship and which is just diving in and then the Holy Spirit is just coming over you. And you just, you tend to know yourself. You tend to know your behavior. You tend to know your movements. And one thing that, um, for me, uh, being a worship leader is that when I started to, to direct, uh, it was something new for me. So I was, it was very nerve-wracking. And I would get, it was, I would just get the jitters. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, and I just started um, from, from the moment that I just, I was like, no, this is something that I really want to do. From that moment on, I just started noticing that the Holy Spirit would really just lead. And he would start leading, and I would, I would let him. And you start to know your your behavior. You start to comprehend. Okay, I'm, my gifts are coming out. Like I'm moving a certain way. Things are happening a certain way. And if if you want things to be revealed to you, and you want your gifts to to really grow, that is a perfect perfect way of living, um, in in worship, which is God. You have everything, and I'm letting go and. Again, there's that connection, but it's more than that. You start to know yourself as well. Wow. Praise God. Amen? You guys enjoying this so far? Amen. All right. So um, um, so I think we, we touched on this a little bit, but um, how has a lifestyle of worship uh, made a difference like for you guys individually? How, how does that impact your personal life? I worship in the car. That's what I do. I'm in the car, I'm on the freeway, I'm worshiping, praying. Church is in my car. Like, you guys can join me one of these days. But what, what about you guys? Uh, uh, for me, uh, like, the lifestyle of worship uh, has made me, I think, who I am today. Uh, having, I think I was a kid and just not knowing what I, what I was doing, you know. Uh, but <clears throat> for me, it has really helped with my leadership in worship. Um, for me, I've felt literally the hand of God, like, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, it felt like he literally possessed me at that moment, like, like, literally just moving in his spirit, and moving in, in, in what he wants to do, and it just feels like, like, you're not in control anymore, because you know what he sounds like, you know what he's trying to do, and, <clears throat> and I've tried, and I try to be vigilant, and I try to be vigilant of what God wants to do, even in you guys, uh, when we're doing worship and then somebody's like on their knees or something like that, I choose to honor that and I choose to honor what you're doing and then just stop for a second in worship if I can if and if I can and we'll just take a moment and just honor what he's doing in your life and just honor that moment 
because if because it's important to understand that we're here as a collective again and and we're here to be with each other and and i want to take that time to just focus on what god is doing in your life because i know god might move through you in that moment and we might focus on you at that moment and god will use you down there to minister everyone else because of what's going on in you and and if I didn't know how to hear him, I wouldn't know that. I would just be up here singing songs and just running through the motions, which sometimes it can feel like that. But that's why it's important to connect with him. It's important to take a day or 10 minutes out of one day or if you did it that just that one day, those 10 minutes that week, you know what I mean? But just learning how to hear him, learning what he wants to do, learning what he wants to say, Learning what he want, what he what he's telling you, and what he's what he wants you to do in that moment. You know, I've heard of things where where worship leaders that God has told worship leaders to just run around the room three times, and just to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? And sometimes it sounds crazy, but if God wants you to do it, and the walls of Jericho fall down because you ran around the room three times, then God moved. You know what I mean? So it's important to understand what he what he wants to do. And if we don't know what he sounds like, and if we don't live that lifestyle, we'll never know. Wow. Amen? Wow, amen. I, I really like what you guys, obviously I like what you guys are saying, and I don't know if you guys are, are taking this from it, but like I'm just, I'm really like touched by, by your answers and, and, and your heart because for me, I just, from what you're saying, I gather that a lifestyle of worship essentially is just connected to God and honoring him and loving him through whatever it is that we do, whether it's, you know, taking care of our children, going to school, doing our homework, working and honoring our bosses, or, you know, just honoring our parents even at home. Like, that, that's, that, that's a lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle of worship is a, a lifestyle that honors God, that pays homage to him. And uh, it's, it's really impacting to hear that, especially right now with what you just said, because I feel like, it's important for us to do that, and it's important for us to maintain and sustain this connection so that not only do we grow, but we, we also serve as a blessing for others. Because I, I feel like, you know, if you didn't have that lifestyle, you wouldn't know or maybe even care or want to give the time mm -hmm. to someone who's having a moment, you know? And I just, I, I feel like that's so awesome, and it's so important. And, and, and through that, I just feel like we all get connected, you know? We're all connected, and it becomes personal for us. I, I really want to challenge you guys to take what our worship leaders here are saying and, and apply it and make it personal for you because we're, I mean, how many of you guys are alive right now? <laughs> you know, we're all alive, we're all breathing, we're all living a life, and it's important that we take time to consider what type of life, lifestyle are we living, and are we worshiping God and paying homage to God through our lives, and um, that's, that's just so awesome. Um, just real quick, though. Yeah. Um, sorry. <clears throat> uh, I just wanted to emphasize that when we come here, too, we are, you guys are just as important for the movement of the spirit than, than the band, as, or as equal is what I'm trying to say. If you guys are in the spirit and you guys are feeling something, right, and you guys are like, I don't know, going nuts for the Lord, you know, um, I know that this worship team is going to honor what you're doing. We're always watchful of you, of the of the people, of the crowd, of what's going on, because it's it, because the Holy Spirit doesn't have to move from the director; it can move through you, through a worship service. 
It's not just up here. Yeah, we're leading, we're directing, but God does some crazy things. Like the road isn't just direct. The road is like this, you know what I mean? And like, and through a worship service. So sometimes the director might be blank, might be blank, doesn't know what God wants to do, doesn't know what God wants to do. But if you're feeling something and, and God gives you a word, a word of knowledge, and you feel like you need to shout it with the t- to the top of your lungs, it will be honored in this church. It will be honored what you need to say. We're never going to shut it down. We're never going to say it's wrong, but we're going to honor you. We're going to honor what God is doing in your life. So express your gifts as well because it's helpful to what we're trying to do. It's helpful when you guys are intimate and when you guys are passionate about worship when we come together on a Sunday or on a Friday. And, and it makes it so much easier when we're all in that one accord and we're all trying to do it. Amen? So just receive that today and just take it with you and, and let's just move. Let's move in the spirit. That's what I want to do. I want to move in the spirit with you guys. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's so good. Um, kind of taking or piggybacking off of what you just said about moving. Um, you know, we all can see that, you know, our world is kind of like in a, in a sketchy kind of state right now. You know, things are happening that are, that are sad. Things are happening that are hurtful. And we, I feel like this world desperately needs God to move and we need people to be the, that movement, you know, that, that movement that God would use to, to impact this world. So just, I want to, I want us to kind of get some perspective here and, and really see how important our lifestyle of worship is. Uh, I want you guys to speak to, um, to how much, like, how can I phrase this? (laughs) Let me read how I wrote it. Um, how can a lifestyle of worship impact the world? (laughs) Okay. Um, I think that a lifestyle worship has already impacted the world. I don't think God is limited because of this world. I think this world is limited because of what it chooses to do. Um, <clears throat> because uh, we might see the world in a chaotic place right now at this moment with terrorism and our election is horrible, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> and, um, and, w- and what's going on in Syria and the Ukraine and Iran and all these different countries, and we might see the world in turmoil at the moment. But God is also moving in in his ways and and sometimes because we're so consumed about what the world wants to tell you you don't focus on what god is trying to do so this week um i was listening to uh well i i was watching uh i think it was trump speak and or or i forgot who it was but i was listening to this stuff and i was like man like what's gonna happen 2017 man like i have no idea what's gonna happen and my mind just started going to like we're all gonna die. <laughs> World War Three is gonna happen. They don't like us over there in Russia. What's gonna happen? And then I was like, No, Lord, you're moving, and I'm gonna find out where you're moving because I know something's going on, and you're doing amazing things in this world, regardless of what the world is doing. So it was easy. I mean, I went on Instagram and I saw that Hillsong was putting up a movie that just came out this weekend, like across theaters across the country, and that's a movement about people that are moving in Jesus and proclaiming the name of Jesus at a worldwide view. And then I was like, dude, like it's right there. Like Jesus is moving regardless of what this world is doing. You know what I mean? This world might be falling apart, but God's movement is up there. 
And if we just focus on it, we need to focus on it. We need to focus on what God is doing in this world because we need to be encouraged. We can't be like the rest of the world. We can't fall into that turmoil of what's going on in the world because we need to know. We need to be that light. We need to be that encouragement to people. And we need to find out and look for the things that God is doing through these horrible situations with people that believe in him. He's moving, guys. He's moving. This world looks like crap right now, but he's moving. He's out there. He's doing his work. This is all part of his plan. We can't forget that there is a day that he's coming back, and he's going to bring us home, and he's going to take us to where he's at. And, and sometimes because of what's going on in our situations, just sometimes even what's going on because we can't get the bills paid, we forget about that day, and we forget about that redemption that he's going to have for us and take us home and be with him. And, and, and we can't forget that. We can't forget that regardless of what this world is doing. Wow. Wow. Amen? <laughs> Jesse's going to preach soon, I think. I mean, he's preaching already. <laughs> um, uh, I was watching the Hillsong release on TBN and the, the red carpet uh, this, this weekend. And uh, it was in Hollywood and all these big Jesus posters and people going to see the movie and stuff. And they asked, how did this happen? Like, how did this movie come about? And I guess uh, one a producer went to one of their uh, concerts, I guess, worship uh, concerts, and took one of his friends, his coworkers, from the film studio. And he's like, well, you know, maybe you can go and just check it out. And it's kind of like his first experience in worship. He's not a believer. He's not a person that goes to church. Nothing. I don't even think he believed in God. So they, the, the whole thing starts, and next thing you know, like maybe two songs in, the, his friend leaves. And he's like, oh, well, at least he was here for two songs, right? And uh, sure enough, everything ended. The presence was amazing. Everything was good. His friend comes back. He's like, where were you at? He's like, I went to the front, man. I don't know what this is, <laughs> but this is good, and we need to make a movie about this. We need to get the word out, and that's how that movie happened. <laughs> So you see how important what they're saying is so important. Connection, worship, so important. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, we'll end with this, okay? Uh, one last thing and then we'll pray. What's God's heart for worship? It's really just to connect with you. It's to know you and for you to know him. That's his heart of worship. He wants a connection with you. He wants, he wants you to know him. And he wants, he wants you to, to have that communion with him. And um, I remember, I'm just going to kind of go back to a, like something personal. I remember for, for me one time, um, when I had just gotten here from Arizona, Danny, um, he, he came over. And uh, it was a couple of people. I don't remember who was there. But then when people were leaving, um, he stays and he tells us, um, this is a house of worship. He tells that to my, my husband and I. He says, this, this house is a house of worship. I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, and he, um, he says that, and he, uh, and he starts to say, um, angels, angels are around you guys. Whenever you guys are worshiping, angels are. And this is before, like, I guess um, he knew that I was going to be a worship because I didn't even think I was going to be one. <laughs> And I just had gone, I just got here from Arizona. I'm like, whoa, dude, calm down. I'm <laughs> what are you saying right now? But it was, it was so amazing. And 
Um, and when he said that, it was really powerful, but I didn't really think a lot about it until the moment that it came and it started to come back. And I'm like, I remember those words Danny said, and it was a prophecy. And I'm like, I remember those words he was saying. And God wants to shift things. He's moving all the time. And it doesn't matter what's going on in the world, but he's always moving and he's shifting things around. And he's opening himself to you guys. And he wants you guys to, to know him, to experience him. And we come before him and we're in reverence before him. And we're just like, you're so holy. But God, you're more, you're more, you're more. And we're just getting, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. And even the angels who are infinite living with him are, are just, they're still learning more about God. And so I, I just think about that. I'm like, God is really moving. He's moving. And, and regardless of what's going on in the world, but for us, if we decide to stay quiet, if I wouldn't have taken that word, and I w if I would have said, no, I don't want to do what I'm doing today, then, then I don't know what would have happened. But I know that because you choose. You choose to, to surpass what you, th you think your limits are. Like, I'm limited to this, but no, God is giving you more. God has made you. He is a God of unlimited resources, and he has given you everything that you need. And there are people out there who are proclaiming the word of Jesus, but we can be doing that as well. We just need to rise up, and we need to be together in something that is greater beyond ourselves. I think, uh, I think God's heart is also trust. Uh, <clears throat> God wants us to trust him with our emotions and our problems. And I know it's hard for us to do that sometimes, uh, to go out and say, like, I have a pornography addiction and I have a drug addiction or I have a depression in my heart. And it's hard to say those things to someone. Like, if I'm looking at you and I try to say that, it's difficult, you know. But you can say it to God and you can tell him. And, he, and you need to trust him with what is your problems or what your issues are because he can help you, you know? And also, I, I do want to say this too, it's, it's a trust with the leaders that God has placed in your church, you know, to trust them and understand what they're doing when there's people up here, whether it's worshiping or speaking, but to trust them too because God placed them there. You know what I mean? He called them to be there and there's nothing denying the call because he called them. So he, so it's, a, it's about you, the church, trusting the people that God has placed to, to, to be able to open up your hearts and to be able to open up your minds to what God is doing in this place, specifically with us. Amen. Give God a hand. Amen. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to just let them pray and let them worship and whatever God puts in their heart um, to, to do if they want to make an altar, whatever, whatever they want to do. Uh, Cynthia and I will we'll get out of the way. Amen. How many of you guys were blessed by that? I think for me and my wife, we can say that we love you guys. We love every single one of you. Whether I know your names or not, we love you. Like Kevin, I love you. Back there. You guys, I love you guys. I love every single one of you guys. And it is our heart and our passion to see you guys fall on your knees, raise up your hands, lift up a shout. That's our passion. God put that in our hearts to see that. And when I was a kid, I didn't know that. I just wanted to sing songs, like whatever. But <clears throat> I know now that God put that passion in me to see you, to see the church of God, to see his flock, to see his to see His people, his sons and daughters just be impacted 
by his spirit. And that's our passion. And we love you guys. And we love everybody that we see fall on their knees and just give glory to God. And it's their first time. So right now, I want you guys to just lift up your hands. And we're going to acknowledge him right now in the room. We acknowledge you, Holy Spirit. I want you guys to just focus on him. Focus on his spirit, his Holy Spirit. Focus on him. He's in the room. to say something out loud, you can say something. If you need to fall on your knees, get comfortable. beginning the spirit was over the sea in the beginning that Holy Spirit was in the sea and now Holy Spirit's in you it was over the oceans waiting for the day to be in you Spirit was waiting patiently for you. How powerful is that? His patience. And then God built Adam out of the dirt. God moves through his words. He said, let there be light. But he took his hands and molded you. And then breathed. Come on, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you are blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.